This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of practical shepherding. And I'm joined once again with Jim Spastio. Hey, Jim. Hi, Brian. We're going to jump into topic in just a minute, but I want to remind you all to go to uh, iTunes and write a review if you haven't yet. We haven't asked you to do that for a little while, but we look at those reviews. We're helped by them, and those reviews also help spread the word of the podcast when you do them. So we'd love for you to do that, or whether it's any other venue that you listen to this podcast, if there's a way to leave a review, we would appreciate that. Thanks for for listening, and thank you, just especially for the loyal listeners that we know are out there and write us often. We're, uh, We're grateful for your encouragement you send us. Also, you can go to practicalshepherding.com and you can get all of our resources and there. Contact us through that webpage if you have any questions or ways we could be a help to you in the future. Jim, today we want to talk about uh, an aspect of, of preaching that every pastor goes through and most pastors don't like to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. How's that? Yeah, and that let's is, do it. And, and actually, this was another question that... Um, was this one that somebody wrote in, or is this one uh, we just I talked about? I wrote it in, Brian. I yeah, wrote it in. This came in from Jim. So there, there you go. Jim, if you're listening, there you go. Uh, so this, help, but, help me, Brian. That's right. We, we, want to talk, we, we want to talk about this because we know this is really common among many, maybe all pastors, and that's you know what happens when you just aren't feeling it in the, in the preaching uh, ministry or on a particular sermon for that week. We know the regimen of preaching week in and week out, week in and week out. And we all have this high expectation. We want to just be able to nail the sermon every week. We know that that doesn't happen. But what what happens when you're stepping, you know, you actually are stepping into the pulpit and you have genuine doubts that this is going to this is going to be a disaster and I still have to preach it. And then I got to get up and write prepare the sermon for next week the same way. Right. So, we want to talk about uh, this side of preaching that we know many, if not all, pastors deal with in one way or another, especially those who are regularly preaching, and and that is what what it, how do you preach when you're not feeling like uh, preaching or feeling like your preaching is very strong? So before we get into the details of this, Jim, let's just talk biblically. Let's just remind everybody, you know, how crucial is the preaching ministry according to the New Testament? Well, it's fundamental to the life and health of the church. Uh, it's uh, you, you read in the Word of God, it's, it's, uh, it's often the means by which salvation comes. It's the means by which people grow and learn. As the seed is sown, as the Word goes forth, uh, it, it, it uh, reveals our hearts. It reveals who God is. It reveals God's will. It warns, it woos, it, uh, I mean, take Psalm 119, or Psalm, no, Psalm 119 and Psalm 19. Yeah, right. Uh, that, when we think about that, it's not just the word as it is read uh, that does that, it's, but it's also the word as it is proclaimed, because mm-hmm. when, in the scriptures, all these truths about the word, I mean, people didn't have bring their own Bibles home. They came into contact with the word through public worship as it was read and as it was proclaimed for 17, 1800 years in the church. That's how believers came into contact with the word. Mm. And it wasn't until relatively recently in church history, people were able to take their Bibles home and have private devotions. Uh, And so uh, if you're going to get fed, if you're going to be challenged, if your sins are going to be confronted or your soul was going to be consoled. Uh, you were likely to get that through the ministry mm-hmm. of the Word, through somebody who had studied and prayed and then got into the pulpit and opened their mouth and preached. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so That's good. So what was, what was kind of the general idea? So obviously when we're talking, before we go there, you know, 
we have clear imperatives in the New Testament to preach the word. I mean, you think of Second Timothy four: mm-hmm. preach the word in great, season, season, out of season, season, reprove, rebuke, resort with great patience and instruction. Right. For a time will come that they will not want to hear preaching. They'll they'll when it, their ears tickle. Right. But, but you keep preaching. But keep preaching. Right. So right. there's that 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 whole for all those. First five verses are right. crucial to take as a as a group. Yeah, Titus to, two, speak these things with right. all authority. Let no one despise you. Let no one look upon you. That's part of the pastor's calling. But there's there's not a you know there's not a caveat exactly of what do you do when you're just you know not feeling you know what not feeling. Yeah. So what was so kind of behind well, that idea yeah, that you're talking well, about? I, so this is subjective. There's this is a subjective thing. There are times when. You're going to talk to a guy, you know, you see it on social media, whatever guy says, I can't wait to preach from, uh, or I'm preaching on, so excited to preach Romans 1, 16. I'm thrilled that I, what a privilege that I get to preach on John 3, 16. And other times it's the realization I'm doing my homework. I'm doing the spade work. I think I understand the passage. Or sometimes it's, I don't understand the passage, but I got to, I have to preach something or I do understand the passage, and it's wonderful, and it's glorious. I know it. I know objectively that that's true, but I am not emotionally engaging in it. And sometimes you feel that beforehand, and then sometimes you feel it even while you're preaching. So you're talking about the glory of Christ, and you're talking about stuff that you know that if I really felt this— I'd have tears in my eyes. I'd have a glow in my heart, and mm-hmm. yet, you know, it's you, the words are there, but the, there ain't no music. Yeah. You know, you ain't dancing. There's nothing. There's nothing in it. Um, blessedly, sometimes you come into the pulpit relatively cold, and God sends fire, and a message you thought wasn't going to be very good is, is suddenly very good. And I think then many other, can experience have experienced. And that, then by other the way. times, a message you thought was going to be great, you're excited, you're prayed up, you didn't have secret sin in your life you know wasn't that you'd had a horrible you know not like god was going to expose you in some way and yet you got in the pulpit and you just dropped a bomb Mm -hmm. or laid an egg or whatever else whatever term that you might use uh but you didn't give birth the way that you anticipated and wanted um but particularly brian it's it's friday it's saturday it's sunday morning what do you do when you're thinking to yourself, I have, I ha- I don't feel I have anything. I saw a guy on Twitter recently, he, he and he gave something like, uh, how do you preach when, you know, all around is darkness? And I thought, well, I wonder what that was about. Well, he expounded a little bit. And it, it was, he was scheduled to preach on, I think it was the Transfiguration, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And, and there was the song in his soul wasn't there and yet mm-hmm. he had to get up and sing and he didn't want to fake it. You don't want to fake emotions. You know, right. obviously that's something well, you could, with anybody, anybody going to try to do that? You might try to do that. You mm-hmm. might try to stir up and get loud or something. And, and you realize it's theatrics. Yeah. Uh, so Brian, what, what do you, what do you do? What, what are some things you can do in a situation like that? Yeah. Well, I first want to acknowledge just can really relate to so much of what you just said. I can remember, feeling like this sermon is going to be a train wreck and mm-hmm. stepping into the pulpit and feeling the yeah. spirit just fall. And mm. it was, you know, and just thank God for how the amount of times that happened. Mm. It don't, and, and, and I want to say this when that happens, like make note, 
because the more it happens in, throughout a long ministry, the more confidence you have when you don't think it's going to come the next time to just trust God will show up with you in that, mm-hmm. in that moment. But I've had other times where I'm like, I'm like writing my sermon, like tears in my eyes, writing about, you know, what Christ has done for me. Think, mm-hmm. it almost, it almost became the, the test of, man, if I'm moved in writing the sermon, it's probably really going to be a great yep. moment in the sermon when yep. I preach it. That tr- showed to be true for the most part, uh, you know, more than more times than not. But it was it was jolting to come to that moment in the sermon, and I'm just emotionally flat, like yep. I'm not feeling it. I'm I'm not into it, and right. I'm I'm not good at theatrics, so it's like I can't. <laughs> I, the The performing aspect is not is not a option for me in that moment. It's just kind of like. You know, here and and it's and it's very discouraged. So I just want to say I can relate to both sides of that. That, and, and I think you need to. We all need to realize that that's a part of this work. If you are preaching regularly every week, and that's and you're a part of the the uh, if you're the regular preacher of your of, in your church, and that's part of, big part of your ministry. This is going to be part of it. This is why we harp on. Do not put the expectation on yourself to to hit a home run sermon every week. It's just it's unobtainable, yeah. and it just will eventually crush you because it just doesn't happen. Yeah. There's too many variables well, that we're, talk, we're well, talking. We're talking. Some guys are saying, this. "Hey, I'd settle for a single. I just popped up with the bases loaded, or I struck out." And uh, you step up to the plate, fine with no thinking. This sermon's a double, and like you said, then you like. You know, then you like strike out, falling over on the last pitch you threw. So, and that's kind I, of what I, a lot of people. Yes, I have actually done that in a game. But uh, so um, I, I think so. I think we. I just want to first acknowledge, I can relate to everything you you just said, and I right. think many, most every pastor can if they've preached long enough to experience that. But to your question, like, what do we do in, in these in these moments? I think we should we should just turn there. I, I think the first the, thing. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, sorry. I, I was just, was I, gonna I was gonna say the first though. thing that, that I think we have to do is to first accept the fact that this is the the way it, this is going to be the way it is. If you're preaching all the time, too much life happens on a given week that cuts into our resolve and our mental and emotional and spiritual capacity. <clears throat> we don't know what's happened throughout the week, uh, and it may have been a hard emotionally draining pastoral week every week is so is just different from the other and to have the expectation that somehow we're just going to be able to turn it on when we step into the pulpit is just is an unfair expectation so i think the first thing we have to do is set an expectation like we're hopefully going to do this for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years and when you do that i think it it levels off the up and down and, but when we have we're so short-sighted about our preaching ministry, I think that's actually what gets us in trouble around this stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. I I, I think Brian, one of the things that first thing comes to my mind is John three. You know, the Spirit moves where He wills, and ultimately, what we're getting at here is you know, there are times when the Spirit falls, and it's not just that you know, your own humanity was stirred up and, you know, you, you feel this sense of, of boldness and clarity and il- illustration and joy, all of that that comes in. That's kind of when we look back at that and we say, really felt like God helped me, God, mm-hmm. God helped yeah. me like yeah. that. I think that we need to have as our first goal our, is, you know, Paul says we preach in the sight of God in Christ. So our first goal is to be faithful to the text, and to believe that the word accurately exegeted, so we have to we have to at least have done that 
part. Yeah, yeah. Doing and, that work, and yeah. then, <clears throat> yeah, it's wonderful when that takes off and you're you feel like you're in the stratosphere and you're enjoying what you're doing and it's obvious that people are caught up and they're benefiting from what you're doing. But I think what would keep us from being overly crushed is the sense like uh, I at least know that I have given. I, I'm, I'm giving some scripture. I'm giving, it, it, it may feel like muddled, but this is an accurate exposition of the scripture. I haven't frittered away my time all week. There's a difference between frittering away your time and being providentially hindered. You got phone calls, somebody died, there's a family emergency and you can't give as much as you can. That, you know, those are, that's a different yeah. a- aspect of it. Yeah. We're talking about in the general course of the week. It's one of the benefits to me, Brian, so uh, of, of whether or not you write out your sermon. One of the reasons I've written out my sermons is because I thought, okay, if I have a sense of almost spiritual abandonment, you know, like there is no sense that the Lord is helping. It's fr- in front of I you. know it's yeah. in front of me, and I know that it's edifying right. because it's God's Word. And if I, if I do nothing else and preach for 10, 15 minutes and read the Word, and so... Th- I think we need to have that our primary hope is not in how we delivered it as much as it is in the power of the word itself. I don't know about you, Brian. Have you ever had a time when you thought you preached a dud and somebody actually gets converted that day or or they say, I was, man, that was great. And you're like, what are you talking about? I was, I don't even want that one recorded. I've just, I just put a magnet over by the recording device so that it's, (laughs) nobody can ever, ever hear that again. Sabotaging the own, sabotaging only copyright. It's an ultimate low point at that point. Yeah. But you may feel that, but all of a sudden somebody else, because the word is the word and what God blesses is not so much our, giving of the word is the word itself yeah have you ever had that happen brian yeah it's a and it's a great point i actually want to make the same point maybe say it differently and that's uh if you're preaching and you're not feeling it it doesn't mean your sermon's ineffective yeah right excellent And, and i think so when we get that when anybody asks that question i'm not feeling it what do i do well keep preaching just right like you said it's the word it's not you ultimately is God uniquely work when the Spirit is upon you and you have an unction when you preach? Yeah, I think God works in that. I think church history writes about that all the time. Mm. But I think the other thing church history writes, but this has been interesting. I've, I've recently read some books around just historic revivals that have taken place, and it's fascinating, the pattern of revival, especially you think like, like 19, 18th, 19th century uh, British you know, hist- uh, church yeah. history. The, the revivals that broke out lasted like two years or three years. Right. And so, you know, the, the, the Pastor of Kilsith is a book that I recommend a lot. I recently read it. Love it. Matter of fact, Jeremy Walker was in Kilsith. He's doing documentary stuff yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. So I, I, I wrote him. I was excited to see that. Uh, the, the pastor, Burns, uh, the pastor there, he was a pastor, just a normal, rural Scottish pastor for 45 years. Mm. They they had just kind of supernatural revival breakout for like two to three years, and the rest of his ministry was this just regular, mundane, just pastoral right, work right. year and year after year, and and I think that that's the other thing to remember is that God, you know, can send His Spirit anytime He wants to do whatever He wants, but He often does it in the regular, mundane ways of our of our pastoral ministry. And, and so I think that's the thing to remember is that just because you may not be feeling it 
doesn't mean the sermon's ineffective. Now, you, we won't enjoy it as much when we preach, and, right. we, mm-hmm. and we're aware we're not feeling it, and we're, it feels like maybe we're going through the motions. But that's why I pointed to a, a long-term ministry is the key. You're going to have Sundays where you just don't feel it as much as you do the others. The flag I would put up is if you're finding week in and week out, you are not feeling it. It's, right. it's one thing like your baby stayed up half the night crying and you got three hours of sleep and you're trying to preach and you're not feeling it well. I rarely felt it in those you know kind of moments like that. But that's a week-to-week basis. I think we have to... The flag we have to watch for is if we feel that way week in, week out, over the course of months. And at that point, we have to start seeking counsel. We have to start looking at our life. Are we exhausted to where, right. like, is there things is going the on in my grieved? life? grieved? Is there, yes, this, yes, there's something going on. Is there something going, going on? on in the church? Is there sin in the camp? Is there sin in your own life? Some All of those good kinds of things asked. you ask. So, right. so what do I do when I'm not feeling? I think first is, you're, it doesn't mean you're not affected. Just keep preaching. Bring what you got. And, and it's okay, yeah. whatever you're able to bring. But the second is, if you're not feeling it, watch to see if it goes on for a long period of time. It, and you may need to start to, to address things in your own life or in the church that, that could be, like you said, could be actually grieving the Spirit's work uh, in the church. I, I remember preaching for several years uh, and looking back on those years, the Spirit was at work. But I remember just as I grew as a preacher, the, the, the ministry of the Word became more effective as I just grew as a preacher. So sometimes it's a, it's just a process. It's a, it's a journey for the preacher to continue to grow. And that's part of the plan of God that, that we don't feel it sometimes because we're still trying to figure out how to, how to preach well. So Mm. any other final thought on this, Jim, that you would throw out there? Yeah, I guess a couple of things real quickly, Brian, but one of them is that we need to ensure that we're not putting any of our trust or confidence in the flesh. Right. You know, sometimes the Lord may rebuke us because we begin to think, I'm really getting to be a great preacher, you know, because I've consistently been hitting whatever doubles, triples, singles, doubles, triples, occasional home run, you know, and like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord lets you know that, listen, the, all of that has been as a result of my spirit. It's been because I have blessed and, and often blessed. And this is coming into the second thing I want to say, I've blessed and answered a prayer. And you just can't leave that aspect off That's exactly of, of, right. of your, it's not just that you've accur- accurately exegeted. It's not just, hey, you know, you can read the Greek, you know, hey, you, you know the Hebrew, you read the commentaries, you know how to put something together. You can do all of that almost in your own flesh yeah, and, right. and, 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 you know, and, and run on fumes of your study or of your, of your own spiritual life. And you might need to be honest about that, Brian, and, 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 and well, I should always be honest about it, but open about it and say to the people of God, even as you're preaching, like, you know what, I don't know if you've ever done this, you might have to say something like, you know what, let's just stop for a minute and pray again. Um, I don't know about you, I feel like I'm just, I am trying to punch my way out of a wet paper bag. I don't know if you feel that, I do. Yeah. Would you pray for me? Uh, you know, my wife sometimes when she notices that, you know, she, she notices, she feels that sometimes that we maybe not, I don't notice it. She's right. like, were you off today? You know, what was, but she, I was really praying for you while, while you, while you were preaching. I was really just praying that God would help you. Uh, so I think we need to understand. And so that when we tell the congregation, uh, maybe it's, if it's part of your weekly prayer meeting and you have a time in which you pray for the ministry of the word, if you don't do that, I encourage you to put that into your prayer meeting, pray for your pastor. Pray for and pray for pray for me as I give. Pray for yourselves as you receive. 
that both the giving and the hearing of the word would be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's good. It does no good for me to preach in the power of the Holy Spirit if it's not heard. Because yeah. ultimately what you what you want is for it to be heard in the power of the Spirit mm-hmm. as much as given in the power of the Spirit. Yeah. And so encourage people, say, listen, hey, God's helped me. I mean, it's been good for me. I've fallen flat on my face. If you're putting my your trust in, hey, he's gifted, he's got the gift of gab, he's able to put a sermon together, you know, any time and stand up. Yeah, I can probably do that. Mm. But real preaching, when you've tasted that and you've had a sense of, you know, what Paul says, pray for me that I may preach the word boldly as I ought to preach. So there's a sense in which that gives you an idea of what he was hoping for and anticipating, mm-hmm. even amidst all his own felt weakness and everything else, his lack of flourish or Greek rhetoric or whatever else, but he wanted to be able to preach the word boldly. Yeah. And that was and, and the answer to that was in prayer. So yeah. your own prayer time and you and asking God to bless, having others come alongside. I feel Brian at times because sometimes my prayer life's been weak that I have ridden the wave of the prayers of others mm-hmm. uh, in, in, a, in, in, in successfully, can you use that word, giving the word. I appreciate you mentioning that because this whole conversation, that's just kind of been swimming in my head of how much all of this revolves around how much we're really kind of just kind of crying out to God that he would use our labors in preaching and and how much being prayed up before we step into the pulpit, mm-hmm. I think is a key piece to uh, w- not just whether we feel it, but whether we feel it or not, just God choosing to use it how he wants. The image of Mark 4 and the parable of the sower, I think just has so many layers of mm-hmm. things to teach us. You know, I think it teaches us that the word of God, though it's powerful, it doesn't act quickly. You right. know, that the sow, this the seed gets sown and has to grow and find a good soil and grow and all those kinds of things before it bears fruit. But the other part of that image that I'm struck by as we're talking about this is, you know, if you ever, you know, we've all taken a handful of seeds and tried and sown it. You know, just mm-hmm. it's kind of you, you you think about uh, that one time you took it and you just, you know, you just threw a clump down on the ground or something, or you know, your hands were hurting, couldn't sow the seed. I mean, I just think about that imagery and how much you know, how much despite the fact that however the seed gets sown on the ground that God, the seed's on the ground, it's sown, right. and that God does the rest of the work out of right. that. Right. And, I, and I, that's probably my, my final thing I would say is that when you're preaching, you're not feeling it. That's the best time to realize the part you play as a preacher and then the rest of the part that God plays right. and what he chooses to do with it. And I think that being the thing that even if you're like, feels flat, you're not feeling it, that sermon or even the last couple and you're discouraged by that, it's okay to own that, but also to remember, to your point, this this is this is not solely based on your performance as a preacher. Far from it, and that God can still use so many things out of out of the sermon that falls the most flat. Yeah. So can I give one final word? Final word. Yep. All right. If 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 you've gone through a few weeks of not feeling it, um, maybe uh, leave your series. And uh, preach something else. That's good advice. That, that yeah. you that you may have found. That's good advice. You yeah. know where your own heart is warmed. You know if you're, if you're in the middle in middle of Leviticus and you're doing your sixth <laughs> message on bodily fluids, and <laughs> you know and you're determined because it's That's God's a good word. Call. You That's know that call. you might yeah. need to say. You know what? Maybe it's time to spend a little bit of time in the Psalms, and we're going to get back to this because it is God's word. I don't, I'm not making light. It's God's word. But sometimes you realize that maybe we've been dealing with a lot of heavy stuff lately mm. and, and your spirit's depressed and their spirit's depressed. Give hope. Give the gospel. 
exalt in Christ for a time. But even then, you know, the recognition again, it's it's not your feeling it that brings it. Yeah. It's the power of the word itself. That's great advice too. I I, I would I would res- it resonates with me in that one of the ways I knew to get off series was if I felt like I was growing tired of the series. And if I was, there's a good chance that the other people were uh, because they're listening to me preach it. And and that just small shift, just like doing four weeks of something else, yep. even if it's a short book, four, short series, come back to First Samuel or right. whatever right. it was I was coming back to, uh, helped me to be able to re-engage with it. So that's wonderful advice. So Jim, will you take a minute? Let's leave it at that. And will you, you pray for pastors who uh, would be able to work through these things as they discover yeah. them? Amen. Father in heaven, thank you for this time together, and Lord, we thank you for the, that your word, your word is powerful, and, and we, we want to be powerful preachers, but Father, we want to be preachers of your powerful word, and so Father, do your work in us, we want to do, have your work through us, but Lord, pray you'd help us to be faithful and trust you to do with your word uh, as you will, as the Spirit moves, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.